What if the Yankees did sign Bryce Harper? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Create an account on the GameTime app. Use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, happy Monday. Happy Monday, Stace. Glad to be back for another week of Locked On Yankees. Hey, thanks so much for clicking on today's episode, folks. Uh, as a reminder, we're still five days a week here on Locked On Yankees during the offseason. So, you know, we still got plenty of content coming your way here throughout the offseason. Of course, we need to talk about game one of the ALCS, Astros and Rangers. Chat about Jordan Montgomery again. Uh, we also need to dive into this article that came out in the New York Post the other day. Are the Houston Astros the new New York Yankees. We're going to dissect that. But of course, Stacy, there was a nice little video clip going around the internet here over the weekend. Uh, Bryce Harper went on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN on Friday the 13th and uh, was talking a little bit about his not being a Yankee thing, which we have kind of touched a little bit, Stace. But uh, I know you saw the clip when it came out, and I'm sure it felt really, really good. It felt great. It felt fantastic. All the feelings that I've had for the past almost five years came rushing back when I saw that clip. It was great. I mean, I'll give him credit. You know, he didn't really throw anyone under the bus in that video, but every, I said it last week. Every time he hits a home run, I just picture it in Yankee Stadium and I get really sad. <laughs> if you did not see the clip, I've linked it in the episode description, so you can go click it there. It's just a Twitter video, um, so you can go watch it there. He didn't really talk about it very much. Right. He kind of skirted past the question, which, okay, understandable. I mean, the dude's in the middle of a playoff run. He's not thinking Yankees. He's like, I'm a Philly through and through. That's it. Mm -hmm. No ifs, ands, or buts, which right. I'm sure also feels really good for Nationals fans. Um, <laughs> so I also, I wanted to look back and double check because that's what we do. We make sure everything is correct. Just wanted to double check on the history of that. It's been a couple of years since Bryce signed with the Phillies and I found the actual initial article that is also linked in the episode description. Uh, it was reported by SNY's Andy Martino. So if you want to go read the original article that said that the Yankees never actually reached out to Bryce Harper or his camp at all, then you can go read that and find what happened uh, when that news broke. So you can go check that out as well. Everything's linked in the episode description, a whole bunch of stuff. But Stacey, we wanted to play a little game of what if. What if the Yankees actually did sign Bryce Harper? We want to dive into that here today. And I want to go through some roster moves that the Yankees ended up making in 2019 and beyond. Um, and I'm just going to kind of throw out what happened. And I want you to kind of just... Tell me if you think it would have happened or not. And we also are going to go through what happened postseason year by year since then. And if Bryce Harper would have made a difference. So let's do that now. Stacy. of course, the reasoning behind Bryce Harper never being reached out to, essentially, was that the Yankees felt they had too many outfielders. Which at the time, they had six. And they did have Giancarlo Stanton, which was coming off. He's coming off an MVP year. He had a good 2018. Like, there was no sign that he would fall off as hard as he has, right? right. To be fair. To be right. fair. The Yankees ended up making a couple of moves. They traded Philip Deal to, for Mike Talkman. Stacy, would that move had been made if Bryce Harper were a Yankee? 
Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Probably they not. <laughs> also ended up later trading for Cameron Mabin. Uh, that was a cash consideration deal. Would that have happened or not? I think so, because wasn't that the year, was that one of the years where Stanton barely played and they needed outfielders? Yeah, yeah there think. were yeah, there were a couple of moves. We're not doing every move that the Yankees yeah. made because there were some that were probably likely, and there were some like uh, minor league deals and things like that with spring yeah. training invites. So you could yeah, because 2019 that. was a strange season for the Yankees, you know, like we talk about the injuries in 2023, but 2019 was insane. They had like 30 guys on the IL. They had the most people on the aisle and they still ended up winning 103 games because every guy they plugged in just not for the whole season but would do Works. really well for <laughs> a while and then yeah it was just it was crazy so um i feel like the maven thing would have happened the talkman thing wouldn't have happened big one here stacy where the yankees have traded a handful of prospects for joey gallo no because they got him because they needed left-handed power. And if you have Bryce Harper, <laughs> you, uh, I, I don't think you would have needed left-handed power because they were desperate for it at that point because they didn't have anything. Well, of course, Stacey, if the Yankees never traded for Joey Gallo, the butterfly effect does definitely come into play here. Because mm -hmm. if they never traded for Gallo, they never would have traded away Gallo, which means the Yankees would not have Clayton Beater in their system, which, mm -hmm. of course, is to be determined if that Look, I don't think Clayton Beater is going to be better than Bryce Harper, but they right. did end up getting something weirdly out of that. Again, the butterfly effect. Yeah. Um, other moves that might not have happened were well, the Yankees have signed Marwin Gonzalez. Maybe not. They likely would not have had to sign for Matt Carpenter in 2022 and would likely not have had to sign for sign Franchi Cordero in 2023. So, again, the butterfly effect here, you're still feeling the effects of not signing Bryce Harper. But again, let's play the game, Stace. If he were a Yankee, let's go through what happened after that. So if he had been a Yankee in 2019, of course, this was the heartbreak of all heartbreaks. The ALC ALCS loss to the Houston Astros in six games. Stacy, if Bryce Harper was a member of that team, do you think they would have won the ALCS and gone to the World Series? Oof. I mean, yes. I mean, it's possible because he probably would have helped them score a little more there and they wouldn't have had to rely on Roldis Chapman in of that kind that of comes, situation. <laughs> well, a lot of that ALCS comes with a lot of caveats. We know, we know, uh, had they won that ALCS, they of course would have gone on to play the Washington nationals, which would have been the storyline of the world series. I mean, it would have been absolutely incredible because it's the year without him. They make the world series after starting. So, roughly and then he's on the yankees and you know it's the big bad yankees against the nationals who haven't been there and oh yeah it would be it would have been everything it. it would have been, would have been amazing everything. yeah 2020 obviously the different uh world's uh playoff matchups and everything but they ended up losing the alds to the tampa bay rays in five games had they won that series they would also placed off with houston in the alcs had they won that they would have won on to face the dodgers who were the ultimate world series champion stace had bryce harper been a, t a part of that 2020 team would they have moved on hmm i feel like maybe but also it's another yeah, I feel like they would have scored a little more, actually, because they wouldn't have had to rely again on Chapman to not give up <laughs> an important home run to lose a series, which is what happened. So, um, 
yeah, I feel like he would have helped the offense score a little more, even against that tough Rays pitching staff at that point. Oh yeah, so. that was a that was a great club, very good yeah. club, uh, mm-hmm. and felt like a team of destiny at that point. Ended up losing to the Dodgers, as we mentioned. Uh, this one a little more cut and dry, Stace. Uh, 2021 wildcard loss to the Boston Red Sox. It wasn't a very close game. Uh, so I don't know how much of help Bryce Harper would have been in that situation. Yeah, because that was really like a Garrett Cole just, you know, yeah. his hamstring was bothering him more than he wanted to let people know. And yeah, probably not. Although we could say if they had Bryce Harper, they might not have been the wild card. <laughs> Maybe that's also a fair point. You know, <laughs> uh, the Yankees went on to uh, or the Red Sox, rather, who they lost to, went on to face the Tampa Bay Rays, defeated them, ended up going on to the LCS and losing to the Houston Astros. The Astros went on to lose to the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. Uh, 2022, I feel like this is also kind of in that wild card discussion. Uh, they end up losing the ALCS to the Houston Astros and, you know, a four game sweep. I don't know how much of a difference Bryce Harper would have made in a four game sweep. Right. But I also feel like, I don't know, I feel like the team would have played differently if he were on it in 2022. Um, You know, I wonder, I wonder if Judge hits 62 home runs if Bryce Harper's on the team. <laughs> like, or you know, if there's he hits more. Or if it's more he hits, with that type of protection in the lineup. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it could have been an insane season for the Yankees if they had Bryce Harper along with Aaron Judge. Yeah, let's say he hits 64, 65, 66, even pushing 70 if he had that type of protection in the lineup because you're thinking he sandwiched between Judge and Stanton had he been signed. Mm -hmm. So, again, 2022, I think the rest of the offense kind of fell flat. How much does Bryce Harper help in that situation? I don't know. Um, But I think it stands to reason that at least the 2019 club would have had a legit shot at a World Series title had Bryce Harper been a part of it. And, of course... To not push this aside, Bryce Harper's clutch gene in the playoffs is legit. Like, it is no ifs, ands, or buts. We've seen it now for back-to-back years. He is legit when it comes to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, you never know what he could have done in Yankee pinstripes as opposed to Philly pinstripes. So, I know, super fun conversation for Stacy, and I'm sure super fun for everybody to hear. But yeah, this if you're is... not watching on YouTube, I'm making lots of faces. I'm, uh, and I'll be doing it the entire episode with everything that we'll be talking about. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, doesn't get easier for Stace coming up next. Of course, weird article, deep article in the New York Post. Uh, are the Astros the new dynasty in lieu of the Yankees? We're going to talk about that in a second. Of course, leave your Fan Mail Friday questions down below. Our Fan Mail Friday episode coming up in a few days. So reply to that pinned comment here on the YouTube side. You could also join Subtext to be a member of the Yankees Insiders Club. And, of course, uh, get one-on-one text messages with Stacy and myself. We can talk postseason there if you so please. And you can also pitch ideas for the show over there. All right, coming up next, are the Astros the new dynasty in Major League Baseball? Let's discuss. Even I think that buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and shows near you. Baseball in New York may be over, but the puck has dropped for the Rangers, Islanders, and Devils. The Nets and the Knicks are in preseason, and we're six weeks into the Giants and Jets seasons, for better or worse. So now, why not use game time to go to the games? Game time takes out all the work of buying tickets, so all you do is tap a few times and you're in. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to 
the moments just before the event starts. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for other events too, like concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With their lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection, Game Time is the best place to buy tickets in just a matter of seconds. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that's code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, coming up this week for you everydayers, we're doing our two-part series, What Went Wrong and What Went Right for the New York Yankees. Again, a two-part series coming up this week, so make sure to hit subscribe, and you won't miss it. All right, Stacey, time to uh, still make you feel really, really good and talk about all the fun stuff, but look, it's slow right now. We're talking Yankees baseball as much as we can. And there was an article that came out in the New York Post. Just like everything we're talking about here today, it's going to be linked in the episode description, both on audio and on video. Title of this article is Astros are MLB's best team since Dynasty Yankees. Cheating be damned. Um, Look, it's written by Joel Sherman. Big time writer, as we know. It's it's an opinion piece, admittedly, but I felt like it was apropos with the ALCS starting, so I wanted to chat about this. Um, there are a lot of caveats in this article. To be fair, he, he brings up the cheating stuff. There's no way you can look past that, and I get that. Uh, but Stacey, your thoughts on this as a, as a diehard, li- lifelong Yankees fan and the pain that you've suffered in the aforementioned ALCSs, um, how did you feel about this after reading it? I just rolled my eyes. Um, I mean, yeah, they are because, I mean, you can't deny that because they've made seven ALCSs in a row. I mean, <laughs> that's insane. Thankfully, they haven't won four out of five World Series like the Yankees did when they were a dynasty. So at least the Yankees still have that. And the Yankees are still the first, uh, the last uh people to win uh, three in a row. So the Yankees still have that. I'm happy about that. But I mean, if you look at the rest of baseball, yeah, they're the latest dynasty. I mean, I feel like the Dodgers could have been that too, but they've kind of messed that up a bit the past few years. But um, yeah, I would say, sure, the Astros are the best team since the dynasty Yankees. Like they just have a, they have a chokehold on the (laughs) LCS and it doesn't matter where they finished. They're just constantly there. And it's, it's incredible because they've had turnover. They have some guys who have remained there, which is what happened with the Yankees dynasty teams who like they had that core of guys and the pitchers and everything. Um, but if you look at the Astros from 2017 to 2023, there aren't that many guys left from the cheating team, you know? So yeah. there's only um, four as a matter of fact, just four. Yeah, like, <laughs> and they're still doing what they're doing. And we talked about it in the rebuild episode you know the Astros had to tank a really long time to get this good and it's kind of like they're giving teams the blueprint almost be like well you know you might have to be bad for like six or seven years and then you can be good for six or seven years in a row in order to get this but I I don't like them calling them the new Yankees though because they still haven't won four out of five World Series I feel like the World Series is what makes you (laughs) more of a dynasty Well, that's why I wanted to bring up some dynasties recent in the obviously you mentioned the Dodgers there. They've been there a lot, but haven't had the sustained finish 
that you would think they would, especially some of these teams that they've put together. I mean, you had Corey Seager and Trey Turner on one team up the middle. Like, it's insane that they uh, had those guys together. But uh, when you're thinking about it, too, I think you kind of have to go back a little bit further as far as World Series wins is concerned. And you think about the uh, 2010s Giants. Oh, the Giants. Like, yeah. you can't deny that Giants team. Yes, they didn't have as big a window. Uh, but for better or worse, uh, for being a West Coast baseball fan and seeing the Giants in it every year got pretty reluctant, like pretty annoying, to be frank with you, uh, especially <laughs> having friends who were Giants fans. Uh, yeah, that was uh, not the greatest thing to be a part of. But you can't deny winning three World Series in five years like that. That's pretty hard to deny that. Um but yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue. I think that's what you're you're also yeah. getting at again with all the caveats laid out there. One other part that uh, that Joel Sherman also pointed to here, Stacy, and I know this is also going to feel really really good, but was a comparison of Jose Altuve to Derek Jeter, which is probably a sin, and I should duck and cover. I think the FBI is on their way, <laughs> uh, especially if they're Yankees fans. But I mean the com the the conversation of that, Stacy. The comparisons of Altuve to Jeter. Do you see any similarities there? Sure. Yeah, you know he's clutch. Jeter was clutch in the playoffs. I know hey, people hate that word, but it's <laughs> it's the truth. Um, you know, I, I mean, as much as it annoys me, I can't deny how good that annoying pain in the butt is. You know, I may hiss at the tv whenever i see him but <laughs> i can't deny that he's a good player and it's amazing because he's teeny tiny he's like a throwback to the teeny tiny guys in the 40s and the 50s who if they were alive now and saw guys like judge and stanton i mean could you imagine if phil rizzuto was brought back to life just for like 10 minutes to see what these guys on the yankees look like <laughs> yeah it's like watching american gladiators yeah yeah um you know, I feel like Altuve is kind of a throwback to those guys. And um, he's annoying, but he's good. Just like people thought Jeter was annoying because he was good. Like people yeah. knock Jeter all the time, but it's like you can't deny he was a good baseball player. I mean, come on. Yeah, he that's, had, I think he had issues, obviously. But I mean, when you look at his overall career, he was a good baseball player and for a, a, a long time. So. Yeah. yeah, the when you're comparing the two ball players, they obviously have different play styles, um, different positions, and things like that. But it's c coming to their leadership qualities. Um, I think it's undeniable. There are similarities. There are definitely a lot of differences. Like you had mentioned, having the core guys and being led by Derek Jeter. Yes, you can say that Altuve and Bregman have been kind of stuck at the hip for their careers in that regard. But it's not like he's leading six different guys multiple runs over and over and over again. So that's the difference. Um, and, you know, look, I was a lot younger, so maybe my I'm not as well versed in all of this. But from my memory of Derek Jeter growing up... Um, it's obviously going to be different than yours, but to my recollection, Stacy, he never really had any sort of off field or even on field controversies or anything like that. Like Jose Altuve obviously has had. Yeah. Other than the uh, gift basket story, nothing really came out about Derek Jeter. <laughs> yeah. There was never any allegations. There was never anything like that. Um, no. especially in that era where allegations were being thrown around left and right for PED use. I don't remember Derek Jeter ever being a part of that. No. No, definitely not. Um, he was a good boy. <laughs> He's a good boy. I th <laughs> I think it's funny. I don't know if you got into this weird side of TikTok, Stacy, but I have gotten to this weird side of TikTok where 
uh, I'm uh, I get like slideshows of cool pictures of Derek Jeter dating like supermodels. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, fun fact: I wrote about thirty five thousand words of a manuscript where um, a normal everyday woman in New York City meets a famous baseball player and starts dating him and her life gets turned upside down because he always dated supermodels and actresses and his name was Dane Jackson. Who do you think he was based on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I got to turn so, that into a book one day. Yeah, but I was going to say, that sounds to... like a book. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have to turn that into something eventually. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a five-part off-season Locked On Yankees series. Yeah, yeah. I'll do fan. F- I'll do like fan fiction uh, <laughs> over the winter. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do fan fiction here on Locked On Yankees. I'm sure everyone would love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know you're gonna let me know how you feel about this stuff down below in the comment section. I know that this could bring some serious feelings out, and I completely understand that given the history between the Astros and the Yankees, especially obviously over this dynasty type period. But let us know how you're feeling about this stuff. Of course, the Bryce Harper stuff. And of course, this we're going to step aside. But when we come back, we got to talk about Jordan Montgomery, which is going to make you feel really good even more. But we do have to talk Astros losing game one. That's next. October baseball is back and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get the W, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. I don't know about you, but I think betting on Bryce Harper to hit a home run at any moment could be a smart thing to do. So head on over to FanDuel.com com slash locked on right now step up to the plate this off season nope postseason it's off season for us postseason for everyone else with two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of major league baseball back here on locked on yankees Final segment here on this Monday edition of the show. Stacy, game one of the ALCS on Sunday night. Sat there and watched the whole thing. Got to see uh, a good little pitcher's duel, man. Uh, seeing Jordan Montgomery take the mound again. Let's start there. Jordan Montgomery, I mean, I, we've been singing his praises here through his first couple of starts here of the postseason. Hoping he gets a couple of more. And um, it, it, it's impossible not to be happy for this kid right now. I'm so happy. I'm so happy because let's be real. The Yankees screwed him. Okay. The whole, um, we don't think he's, we we don't think he's ready for the postseason or we don't think he's good enough to be in the postseason rotation. And he's just been shoving this whole time. And I hope that Brian Cashman is crying in his ice cream right now. (laughs) I mean, he had that one little fumble in the fourth inning is able to get out of that bases loaded jam. We've seen him get out of a couple of jams here in the postseason. And that's something that's really struck me so far is when the moment has gotten big for him, he's able to stand tall. That's massive for a guy that doesn't really have the postseason experience. Yeah. And it's not easy going into Houston and doing that. So. No, no. And he knows. He remembers yeah. Houston. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he knows Houston. And to be facing Justin Verlander in, in game one of the ALCS to step up like that and out-duel, out-duel Justin Verlander, him. that's massive. Yep. I'm so happy for Gumby. I'm so happy. Like, just really, this this thrills me for him. And I really hope the Rangers can actually pull this off. It'd be really, it'd be really nice if another team could make the ALCS uh, out of that bracket. Yeah. Make it out <laughs> of the ALCS, you mean? Oh, yes. Uh, they're already there. They're already there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, I, it just it's amazing. How about the catch by Evan Carter? Like that ball leaving off of Chapman. I was I going, oh, I know left field in Minute Maid. I remember this. As soon as yeah. I left the bat, I thought 100% that was gone. Yeah. Yeah. I was having flashbacks. Um, none of them good. And nice catch and nice play. And really just that was kind of that was that that was the play. That was the play where you were like, oh, they're winning this game like that. Yeah, it was over at that moment. It yeah. was over at that point. <laughs> Uh, question for you, since this is still of top of mind and we talked about Bryce Harper today, does uh, does that warrant an Attaboy Altuve? Because, <laughs> I mean, that was more Attaboy Altuve than Harper's Attaboy Harper because Harper was running hard. Altuve just missed the bag. Yeah, I know. I saw someone put a, a GIF, GIF, whatever you call it, uh, Attaboy Altuve. And at first I was like, wait, and I thought, oh, I know what that means. Okay, I get the reference. Okay, yay. <laughs> yeah, you saw it on his face when they when they made that call. I don't know. Like, like take me through this with with your brain. He, I'm like ninety percent. He didn't touch the bag, mm-hmm. but we didn't really have a clear view of that. Like, no. we didn't. No, because we weren't really looking for that, right? Like, or and there wasn't really. You yeah, know, there wasn't like a top down angle where you could see because like from the angle they had from like behind home plate. It looked mm-hmm. like it's it stood to reason that he could have put his left heel mm-hmm. on the bag, but it looked like when they kind of did that like higher angle that he was away from the bag when that heel went down. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that definitely uh, completely changed the game. 100% that the game oh, yeah. was completely flipped after that moment. Oh yeah, and that really helped Chapman too because <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, that that was a massive exhale at that moment. You got my back. If it were, what, 20 feet to the left, it's it's a tie game. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so I, I know this is bad of me, but part of me. Maybe not against. All right. Maybe not against the Astros. Maybe I don't want to see him screw up against the Astros, but there is a part of me that wants to see him screw up at some point because I'm angry with the way he ended things with the Yankees because he was yeah. a jerk about it. And it just Fair. wasn't right what he did. Um, yeah, and didn't I didn't really want him anyway. You know, I, I never wanted him. I wasn't happy that he came back after everything that happened. And, you know, so it was a whole thing. Because I know people like to call me out about things that I say about other players who have gotten in trouble for that stuff. But I've never wanted, I never wanted Aroldis Chapman and never cheered for him. So I just like to make my point there. Um, so maybe not against the Astros, but whoever they face in the World Series, maybe he could just screw up once. And maybe it won't be like a bad screw up where the Rangers lose. Just it affects him. I'm okay. petty like that. I can't help it. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little, little pettiness there. A little pettiness. That's okay. We all got it. We're all human. Um, yeah. Game two, Nate Ivaldi versus Framber Valdez should be very interesting. Uh, of course, Valdez had a nice year. Ivaldi had a pretty surprising year. I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect that out of him, even with the injuries. No. I, I want to get your thoughts on the NLCS, Stace. Of course, game one is Monday night. D-backs <laughs> fills. It's going to be Zach yeah. Gallen versus Zach Wheeler. A little Zach on Zach attack. Uh, Wheeler Gallen, game one in Philly. Who do you have in the seven game set? I, I feel like you're going to be leaning Phillies, but I kind of, I, I don't know, man. I said it all the way back in the beginning. I'm kind of, I'm kind of messing with the desert right now. I'm not mad about the desert. Yeah. I feel like this could be a long series. I feel like it's not going to be, you know, like the Phillies beat up on them or they beat up on the Phillies. I feel like this could be a six or seven gamer and I feel like oh, yeah. it's going to be good. I feel like I'm rooting for the Phillies just because I picked them to at least make the World Series and I just would like them to. Um, I think they're fun. 
and I would like to see Bryce Harper get a ring. I would. Uh, that's the last we've talked. I, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I know we've talked about it. That's the last piece. That's it. Yeah. He's got everything else. He's got the silver slugger. He's got the MVP. He's got the gold gloves. The last thing is that ring. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting something big out of Harper here in this series. I'm also like, I don't think the D-backs are going to go down without a fight. We talked yeah. a lot about uh, the bank and how massive a home field advantage of that is. Look, I've been to Chase a couple of times. When it, the crowd is going, when I was there for USA, Mexico, dude, it was loud. With that roof closed in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. It was oh, like that, that place in the bumping. 01 World Series, too. Yeah. It was really that loud place there. is no joke. That place mm-hmm. is no joke. If the crowd is into it, that place is just as nerve wracking as the bank is. So, don't sleep on the D backs, man. Don't mm-hmm. sleep on them. I'm I'm excited. I think uh, I'm more excited for the NLCS than I am right now for the ALCS. I am too. <laughs> yeah. Just just being the ALS guy, you know. I'm yeah. just like, uh, uh-huh, and I'm just like, yeah. with yeah, the Astros. I'm just, it's, it's enough. It's enough. Can we stop already? Like, seriously, I can't next year. Can someone else make the ALCS? I've, I've had enough. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Uh, let us know your pick for the NLCS and the ALCS. Of course, who you think will win and who you want to win could be different. Uh, I'm not mad at either way who comes out of the NLCS. Like D-backs will be super fun and the Phils will be super fun. Like I like both teams. They're both exciting. So I'm not mad either way. Um, Let us know how you're feeling. Tell us your picks down below. Of course, you can always text us your picks as well. You have a 14-day free trial in the episode description if you join subtext. Be a part of the Yankees Insider Club by going to that link in the episode description. Coming up later on this week on Locked on Yankees, the best things and the worst things that happened for the Yankees this season, what went wrong and what went right. That's coming up later on this week, our two-part series. So make sure to hit subscribe and you will not miss it. And that's going to do it for our Monday edition of Locked on Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.